Welcome to Sports Lounge Recording Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. It's at the four. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923. And enter the PIN 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Good Tuesday afternoon. Happy Valentine's Day, Tuesday, February 14th. Welcome to show 233. I will take just a few seconds here and and uh, get this off of my chest. We're expecting another snowstorm this Thursday here in the Midwest. And every time that I have complained about a snowstorm on Sports Lounge Live, we've gotten missed. So there you go. Let's hope that it works well, you had again. To, this yeah, time. you had to do that. That's superstition. Yeah. Got to get that. That's right. right. That's so. right. But every time it has either gone north or south. And let's hope that. Yeah. Let's hope that this is no exception. But we do have a busy show, and we're only on we for an hour. So what I would ask the callers is when. We get to the callers. Um, you guys make your points as quickly as you can, and we will answer you as quickly as, quickly as we as can. can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll do that. Chris, right. what is the agenda? The agenda is, of course, the NFL, talking about the Super Bowl and a lot of news and notes after that, of course, about it and, uh, you know, things that have happened and now that the offseason is really kicking into gear. NBA, we've got uh, the standings for you, and then we've got the trade, uh, some of the highlights of the trades. Uh, Since 10% of the league moved uh, and, like, 100 draft choices, we can't run it all down for you because uh, we'd need three shows. Uh, Baseball, just a couple of notes on that. Uh, a few college sports notes, and uh, if we have time, the NHL, because we do have one trade of significance. But the Super Bowl, well, it was it was a good game. We were just talking here uh, before the show about in the last 22, 3, 24 years, since really the uh, Titans and Rams played in the 1999-2000 season, most of the time it's been one-score Super Bowls, probably two-thirds of the time. And, you know, really good games. Used to be a slaughter the first 33 years. Most of the time it was that. So we're still on a good roll. The Chiefs, of course, won it. 38-35. Kansas City got their re- city revenge on Philadelphia from the 1980 World Series. And, uh, you know, uh, they were behind, though, 24-14. to And they, they came back and won it. And, the, you know, the you know the, there was a lot that went on in that game. Uh, you know, people were talking about you know, the, the, one of the key things that happened. When they were up 24-21, the Eagles came down, and they took a long time, and that was good. You know, kept the ball away from Mahomes. But they were only able to get a field goal. And that was very important because then, uh, you know, Kadarius Tony caught a touchdown pass, put the Chiefs ahead. And then, uh, you know, the uh, then then it ran uh, for 65 yards on a punt return. So the Eagles really, if you look at their defense, and, and I'm not saying they were playing a south slouch team. They weren't. But you look at their defense and you look at their special teams, they really have their, themselves to blame for a lot of this. The people talk about that call. 
at the end. But, you know, uh, and another interesting thing, i got to throw this in a little personal thing. My step-grandson is good friends with Sky Moore from uh, Pittsburgh. They went to Shadyside Academy in Pittsburgh together. And, uh, you know, he got his first touchdown. Whoever got their first touchdown other than a defensive player in the Super Bowl. That's pretty amazing. So, well, and, you know, you know, and Mahomes – the thing that amazing, Mahomes re-injured that ankle and was still able yeah. to come back out and engineer. That's the thing. I mean, he that ankle, that's that same same ankle he injured a couple weeks ago yep. and was able to. And, and there yeah. was discussion, believe it or not, on both the radio broadcast and the TV broadcast, apparently. Um, will he play in the second half? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't look good on the sideline at all. He was in big-time pain. Yeah. And, of course, they did what uh, Rick used to always, and we used to see him do this with Fran Tarkin and do what Mahomes did. They got the ball, I think it was 5.35 to go after Hertz uh, tied it up with the touchdown and the extra points, and it was 35-35, and he took the all but, uh, what, eight seconds or whatever until they kicked that field goal. And that's the way to do it. Don't give him the ball back. Yeah, and a heads-up play by McKinnon for for going down without. Yes, he did what he did what Bradshaw for the Giants didn't do in the Super Bowl when he went in went into the end zone when he used to wasn't supposed to. <laughs> yep, that's right, that's right. So it was a really good game. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, what was the ratings uh, situation there, Sean? Very good, right? Yeah, hundred and thirteen million. It was the second highest rated Super Bowl since uh, since. 2015, the high, second highest rate, and the third most watched program ever on television behind the, that 2015 Super Bowl and the final episode of MASH. Now, the halftime show was the second, was also the second highest rated Super Bowl. They got up to 118 million. They had to go, they had to go see if Rihanna really was pregnant, and of course she unveiled <laughs> it on the, you know, they had to go see that if she really wasn't behind the same halftime show from the same Super Bowl. So that was a, when, when you say the uh, 15, that was the one with the uh, uh, Malcolm Butler and all that, right? That, that Super yeah. Bowl there? Yep. Yeah. So yep. when February they go, of come 15. Right February 15th, when they come down right to the end like that, and, of course, that was one of the all-time greats, and this was one was not a bad one, and, so, you know, there you go. And streaming, streaming was actually up 20%. Now, stream, they haven't been streaming the Super Bowl a lot, but it was 20% from last year, so... So that that doesn't figure in the 113. That's added to the 113 million that watched it on TV. So Mahomes was the first uh, league MVP to win the Super Bowl since Kurt Warner, who was in the radio booth in 1999-2000, and then uh, nine in a row had lost. You know who had been in the game. Uh, first ever Super Bowl MVP to be MVP of the year. I guess maybe Warner wasn't that day. I don't know, but um, you know that that was what they said and. Uh, and it, it came in second in the number of points uh, in the game because it was uh, 73 points just behind the uh, 49-26 when the 49ers beat uh, San Diego in the uh, 94-95 Super Bowl. So that was almost a record there. Uh, and then the Chiefs have won 75 games between 03 and 07, and they're, they're two behind the Patriots who won 77 Oh, 77 for the Patriots, 03, 07. These last five years, 75 for the Chiefs. So they're now, really racking up the records. What I'm wondering is, all right, I'm here, I'm starting to hear the D word. Is it too early to yes. start calling them a dynasty? I know yes. they've been there three times in five years. They've won it twice. Is it still a little – does he maybe need to get one more win? Yeah. Before we start I think, yeah that's I what I'm so. thinking. Yeah. Steelers yeah. won four out of six. That's good. The Patriots won – when you win three out of – if they'd won three out of four – 
then you know you've mm-hmm. got the two times the Patriots did that. Mm-hmm. You've got different teams, Cowboys. Yeah. But you know when when you when you have a situation where you've just won two of the four, you got to win the next one. Yeah. Then you start to look like the Steelers with four out of six to win three out of five. You know, and, and if you mm-hmm. and if you look at this Kansas City roster, there's not a whole lot of. Uh, free agents coming up, so they have a real good chance of being right back where they were. Oh, uh, yeah. I think people, were talking, people were talking about rematches, and I thought back, you know, the last rematch we had in the Super Bowl was Buffalo and Dallas in the 93 and 94 Super yeah. Bowl. Well, uh, yep. then we had the Giants and Patriots twice, you know. No, but the three years in a row, though. Yeah, the Patriots were four years apart. But what happened in our contest, you may say, well, so this, this is, uh, you know, something like, this is like the Cubs. Apparently, all the contests, and maybe Sean can do quick math while I read these standings. Tell us, Sean, how many contests do you think you've been in on these phone systems, and you never won one, you said, until this one, right? Uh, I've been in every year. I've been in different contests every year since 2001. Yeah. 2001. So, so Sean ended up with 420, and what he did to get an extra 50 points was he picked the Chiefs uh, when we picked our Super Bowl teams about the third week of the season. Uh, he, you know, uh, picked the Chiefs, too, so he got an extra 50 points. So Sean with 420, Al with 398, Al in Cleveland, Perry with 350. Uh, then we go to USF with 336, Pierre 323, Robert 321, Rick was 320. I ended up with 292. Uh, King Dale, 283, Jamal, 278, Jerry, 265, and Laurie, 213. And the thing is, you know, we uh, it, these are weighted a lot towards the playoffs. So Perry Red led basically the first half of the season. I read up until championship Sunday or after through, through divisional Sunday. And uh, where did we end up? We ended up as also Rams because we didn't do what right. we yeah. in the playoffs. The funniest in one of although, these contests although, was... Although if, if, we, if this would have been a money contest, normally you give prizes yeah. to first, second, third. So I'd have gotten yeah, something. You would have gotten something, Perry. But like, the funniest in one of these, I ended up one year leading most of a contest, and I ended up <laughs> losing to my wife and my ex. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> a little embarrassing. So this was the first Super Bowl played in a state with uh, legalized gambling, but it's hard to play one without a legalized gambling anymore, unless you go to California, I guess. Um, yep. Justin That's Jefferson it. won the uh, yeah well, the, the awards were handed out. Jefferson Justin Jefferson won the offensive player from Minnesota. Defensive player was Nick Bosa from the Forty ers Offensive rookie of the year both from the Jets. Garrett Wilson, their wide receiver, and Sauce Gardner. And, you know, later we're going to talk about uh, uh, Rodgers maybe coming to the Jets because that's one of the rumors right now. And uh, people on, on the Sports Hub were saying yesterday, yeah, Sauce Gardner are number one for Rodgers. You know, that's, <laughs> and that wouldn't be a bad deal for Green Bay, actually. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. Geno Smith was the comeback player of the year. Good job by him uh, with the uh, Seahawks. And Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes was the MVP. And Brian Dayball was the coach of the year. And I'm not yes. sure Rick endorses that. Been saying that all year. Yeah. yeah. San Francisco said that uh, Purdy will have the shoulder surgery this week and should be ready Elbow. by training Elbow. camp. They said sh- Robert, they said shoulder. It's the shoulder. It's shoulder. The 49ers said, yeah, we, know, yeah. we know it was elbow, but they said something to do with the shoulder. So that, well, that's officially happening? from the okay, team. Just, 
I'm not a doctor, although I do play one on here sometimes. I think what happened, what they were saying was his hands were his hand was numb, and I think they thought he had nerve damage and stuff in his elbow, but they probably didn't get a good look at it x-ray-wise because, remember, he was trying to come back and talking to them and doing this and that. Right. They, and that's why they said there was a nerve damage, but they probably didn't know until the game was over that it was shoulder. So, okay. Anyway. All right. uh, but you're right. That's what we had heard. Robert, talk to me about Derek Carr. Okay, uh, last week Derek Carr got permission to talk to New Orleans Saints. Um, and he spent three or four days in, in New Orleans talking to the Saints and apparently looking at places to live and stuff like that. It looks like they're the leader in the clubhouse uh, for his services. However, the Raiders had to officially release him because he did not approve the trade that the Saints and Raiders worked out. Uh, so today I've also heard he's going to be communicating with other teams, but uh, all the NFL experts who cover the league say that New Orleans is still the leader. Uh, and he was, be- Robert, officially released uh, right as we came on air. Right, yeah. and they, ha- they had to do that before 4 p.m., or his salary would have been guaranteed. And they couldn't have listened to Sports Science because they'd be busy. That's exactly. correct. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. uh, the, the, from what I'm understanding, guys, he will be talking to everybody in the NFC South. Uh, he will be talking <laughs> to the Colts. Uh, he's not, he's not going to talk, he, uh, talk to anybody who plays in a cold-weather city. He's made that very clear. He does not. Oh, my dream play. was for him to come to the Jets and screw up. That's no, no, <laughs> no. He, you no, know, and, and he's he's made it very clear. He wants nothing to do with the New York Jets. So, um, <laughs> I'll bet though okay. somebody in a. I'll bet if somebody from a cold weather city offered him a huge, huge contract, though, that might change his view on that. It might. Well, it might Perry, the problem the is, whenever he's played in cold weather, he has not done well. So. No, he hasn't. So the Hall of Famers were also named, and we had DeMarcus Ware from the Cowboys, um, Chuck uh, Howley, for also from the Cowboys, who has the distinction of having won the – this is back when you had to vote. Uh, they would have all texted each other or something after the game, and he wouldn't have won the – but back in those days, they'd take the vote about five minutes ago to run around the press box and get votes, and Chuck Howley had made an interception or two, so he had the, uh, the MVP, oh. even though the Colts won the game. Uh, Zach Thomas won, made it. Uh, Darryl, Darrell Rebus, uh, Rondé Barber from Tampa Bay, uh, Joe Klecko from the Sack Exchange for the Jets, uh, Don uh, Coriel, of course, Air Coriel with the Chargers, uh, and Darren Woodson did not make it. And uh, what, he what got did they snubbed, say about I think. that? Yeah, what did I they don't say know. about that, Don? Anything? Well, they didn't really say anything. They didn't really say anything that I heard, but I personally think he got snubbed. Darrell Rebus. I mean, yeah, he deserves to be in, but they could have probably made him win. I think Woodson, I'd have probably put Woodson in this year. I know they only have so many so many slots, but go ahead, Robert. And, and another one that got snubbed, in my opinion, was Devin Hester of the Bears. Yeah, I mean, he, he should get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he should. Eventually, be. I think he will. Um, yeah. Tom Brady officially filed with the Players Association and the and the, the league that he's going to retire. Of course, if that could be, you know, it doesn't mean he can't rescind it, but, you know, he, that, he didn't do that last year, let's put it that way. Right. And as I said, uh, the Jets want to talk to Green Bay about Rodgers. You know, they're the ones initiating the conversation, so we'll see where that goes. And remember, and Rodgers, is right now, now. And Rodgers is on his dark retreat, but apparently, even on his dark retreat, where you're not supposed to have any technology or anything, he still finds time to talk to Pat McAfee. 
Well, you know, well, I, don't know he does, I don't know how, I don't he, know how, he, how gonna, he does. Yeah. I don't know how he does that on a dark retreat. Maybe though. Pat is his spiritual guru. I, no, I, I heard be. he hasn't gone into his dark box yet. He's going to do it after this show. But, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And he's going to go in there for like four days and yeah, come out okay. and say what he wants to do. And, and uh, I don't believe Arizona. there's any chance he's going to retire because that would mean. He'd be in the same year with Brady and have to pay. Yeah, play I, I would agree with that. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, he won't do that. He's giving up $60 million, so I don't yeah. think he'll do that either. So because the evil defense played so well, uh, Jonathan uh, Gannon of the Eagles defensive coordinator was named the coach of the Arizona Cardinals. So uh, maybe he'll just stay away from Kyler Murray and let somebody else uh, deal with him. Congratulations, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, okay. and he might be a great coach. I mean, who knows? It's just one yeah, of those yeah. things. But it, you know, and the Colts got Shane. Uh, I could Steichen, and he is an offensive coordinator, also for the Eagles, and he is going to come into that uh, situation and see what he can do about that. So, and uh, Bill's comment earlier was, at least it's not Jeff Saturday. And I say lots of luck. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of luck to him. Um, Well, but I would also say, Bill, this is the second Eagles offensive coordinator they've done in a row. Uh, The first one didn't work too well. No, it didn't, but they got five years out of him. So it didn't work out so well. It started okay, but just didn't end so well. Anybody else got any NFL notes? Well, no, that's fine. Well, I was just going to say that. Um, I just, I just, oh, oh, right, just going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As um, and far be it for me to say anything good about the Eagles, but I got to say, Jalen Hurts played a heck of a game. Yes, I, you he, know, did. Like, yes he did. If, he did. If you had, if you had taken, like Chris was saying, if you had, it was the olden days, and you had to vote for an MVP, and it was, they had to do it when it was like thirty-five, thirty-five. I believe Hurts would have been the MVP. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, except for that fumble, he was just about perfect. Yeah. Um. One stat about Pat Mahomes I heard that amazes me. He's now started 94 games in his career. And out of those 94, going into the fourth quarter, his team, the Chiefs, have been either ahead or only behind by one score in 91 of those games. Wow. You know, that's, that tells you what a, what a great quarterback can do. And just one other quick thing, uh, kind of kind of a dig on the NFL. They um, They usually do everything pretty well, but... They made that field look real good, but it was terrible to play on. It was so slipping. They had painted it or something. People were slipping and sliding. There was one end of it around the 25-yard line. Everybody was falling down. Yeah, Yeah, I think it was just because they painted it. You know, like I said, they're they're all for appearances, but but they messed themselves up that time. Well, hopefully the NFL does not screw up next year's field because next year's Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. Yeah. Go ahead, Sean. Well, I don't know if I'll uh, make sure you're done with the NFL because I wanted to go on and uh, meant to do this at the top of the show, but we do want to thank Colby Garrison for coming on last week. Oh, yeah. He ended pretty cool. Oh, that's, that's and, right. Yeah, yeah. And also, if you want, on go to last week's podcast. At the end of the show, after her interview, the audio-described version of her documentary, Vivid, is up there. I'll talk about it at the end, but also you can go to 773 572 Six three five three, and here's the documentary by itself, and it's out there on YouTube, uh, audio described and unaudio described, either way. And you can contact her at community at yes. acb.org if you want to get her schedule and. And that's that if you want to, yeah, if you want all the events, community at acb.org. We told her after the show we should have done it during the show. We said after the show we would we would uh, certainly do that this week. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so on to the NBA. And, you know, the NBA did it, did a pretty good job of holding its own to keep people's attention during Super Bowl week because their trade deadline was – maybe that's why they moved their trade deadline up, you know, just to try to get a little fire from the NFL. I don't know. I think so. You know, but uh, anyway, let me give you the standings, then we'll go through some of these trades. Uh, in the East, we have the Celtics at 41-16, and 16, Milwaukee 39-17, and 8, 17, and they're going to play tonight. Unfortunately, the, Reds, uh, the Celtics may be without all their starters because yeah. Marcus Martin, yeah. Jalen Brown is hurt, Jason Tatum has a non-COVID illness, and Horford and uh, uh, Williams are, are, uh, Robert Williams are questionable. So, but, and they're not going to do what they did against Philadelphia last week. That was amazing that they beat them like that. No. But, uh, you know, <laughs> so this would make the game. That's kind of too bad. You know, you like teams coming in healthy. So, so they're 39-17. The 76ers, 37-19. and 19. Then you drop down to Cleveland. No, Cleveland's right there at 38-22. and 22. So these four are really doing well. Uh, Brooklyn has fallen back, of course, 33-24, but I think they're going to still make the playoffs. They're, they're a scrappy team now, and they've got some guys that want to win, and, you know, no more drama. I'm sure that uh, Jacques Vaughn's kind of sitting there saying, may not be as much talent, but this is a lot easier. Uh, <laughs> Miami, 32-26. So that's your top six that would be seated in the playoffs right now. Knicks, 32-27. Atlanta, 29-29. Toronto has moved up a bit. They're ninth now, 27-31. and Washington, 26-30. and So that's your... Your uh, play-in teams at this point. Then we have the Bulls, twenty-six and thirty-one, just a half a game out of that. And the Pacers, uh, there's a bit of a gap to the Pacers and, and Orlando at twenty-five and thirty-four for the Pacers, and twenty-four and thirty-four for Orlando. So Charlotte and Detroit are out of it. In the West, we have Denver at forty and eighteen, Memphis thirty-four and twenty-two. So Denver's got a little bit of a cushion there. Sacramento, 32 and 24. And they were talking about it on the pregame. And the Celtics said, they said, everybody's waiting for Sacramento to drop. They're not dropping. Um, <laughs> but Phoenix is coming. Phoenix at 31 and 27. Now in fourth, Dallas, 31 and 28. So if the season were to end today, it would be uh, Kyrie against Duncan. I mean, Durant. Duncan. <laughs> uh, Durant. 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 Yeah, Durant. Yeah. I don't think Duncan's uh, going to come back and play. Duncan's no, he's not. not. He's no. not walking through that door, as Rick Pitino yeah. would say. And it'd be uh, gray and old if he is. Yeah. Okay. The Clippers at 31 and 28 also. And then we uh, those are your top uh, six. Then you go to your play-in teams right now. New Orleans, 30 and 28. Minnesota, 31 and 29. Golden State, 29 and 28. And Utah, 29 and 30. So that's your play-ins. And then uh, right behind them, Portland, 28, 29. Oklahoma City, 27 and 29. And the Lakers at 13, 26 and 32. San Antonio and Houston are out of it. So that means that... Well, let's see, from Phoenix, we got 31 and 27, and the Lakers are, uh, so five games for the 10 teams now, separating them. So that's about the way it was before. So pretty amazing. So anyway, and we move to the trades and the, the roster moves and this and that, but as best the as we can. Trades. The big the trades. We'll do the best we can. Lakers uh, sent Westbrook to Utah. And Utah sent Mike uh, Connolly to Minnesota, and Minnesota sent D'Angelo Russell back to the Lakers, where he started. Uh, and Westbrook could be waived and go to – the rumor at the time was the Clippers. I don't know. Anybody heard any new rumors uh, about The latest Westbrook? rumor I heard was the Bulls. Yeah, well, that's uh, what I'm hearing now. The Bull, yeah, okay. the Bulls have taken over the lead from the Clippers, so we'll see what happens there. And uh, Danny, uh, Utah is getting choices from the Lakers and Minnesota and all that. Yeah. Uh, Portland is sending uh, Josh Hart to the Knicks for Cam Reddish. Uh, and Durant went to Phoenix, and that was from Brooklyn, for Miguel, uh, Miguel Bridges, uh, Cam Johnson, 
and uh, Jay Crowder, who then was uh, flipped over to Milwaukee for, uh, I think the Nets got five, uh, what did they get, five, uh, five second-round second draft picks? Five second-round draft picks. And that's a good move for the, I'm telling you, of course, we had him. He's a good three-point shooter. He's a mm. great defensive player. You know, they stick right in your face, you know, the Marcus Smart type. That's a very good move for them going uh, towards the championship. Yep. So, so anyway, uh, let's see. Malik uh, Beasley to the Lakers. Uh, and then, um, let's see, and that was also in the Westbrook trade. That's Some of correct. these came in uh, on, on you yeah. know, different messages, and I put them right. in the best I could. Utah will get a, a top uh, four pick in the draft, uh, somebody said. I don't know from, from whom on that one, but anyway. Um, unprotected be, four. Unprotected top four. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Durant. Our protected uh, top four, but not unprotected. Uh, protected top uh, four, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, so the Durant and Irving and uh, Gardner and Harden only played in sixteen games together. After all that, yep, uh, after all that drama, yep. Yeah, the Lakers sent Patrick Beverly to the Orlando for Mo Bamba. Uh, let's see, uh, eight uh, eight ones were traded and many twos and uh, and ones. Some ones, of course, can be protected, like Sean said. That other one isn't, but right. a lot of them are. Uh, every team yeah. did something, and 10% of the players moved. So that's exactly. amazing. Yeah. And uh, I'll and tell you, I, I like that Milwaukee trade, like you said. The other one, I, how about this owner? First week on the job, the new owner, and they go pull, they get the they get Durant. Yeah. And I like Phoenix's chances now because when DeAndre Ayton is your fourth guy for the team, I mean, yeah, he may be a little, you know, a little bit of, a little frustrated because he's not one of the main, but I mean, with, with Devin Booker, Chris Paul distributing Durant doesn't have to be the lead guy. I like that trade. I like the Suns' chances now if if no, they can get I Durant think, healthy. I think, I think Phoenix has a wonderful shot at making the finals now. Okay, and then really, I think the East. It's, uh, those four, you know, those four teams are are, are good. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. It's going to be yeah. important to try to, uh, you know, we said three, but maybe Cleveland's just going to be about just about as good. So it may That's not right. be a bargain yeah. for anybody uh, wherever they finish yeah. in in that. And the Celtics move was to get a backup center. That's what they needed. Mike Muscala acquired from Oklahoma City. Uh, so and Reggie Jackson went to Denver as a, in a buyout. The one buyout I've heard about. So uh, there may have been some others, but I don't. I don't uh, Danny know. Danny Green, uh, he was bought out, and he went. Uh, oh, where did he go? Um, mm. He went to Cleveland. So he went. Yeah, to he went to Cleveland. Yeah. Now we had a a crazy trade that I had to put at the end because uh, it was it not maybe going to happen for a while. Golden State sent James Wiseman to Detroit for five twos, and then sent the twos to Portland for uh, Gary Payton two. However, Gary Payton, too, had a torn core muscle. Where is your core muscle, I want to know? That I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. It sounds like it's important, have... though. It's in the core. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta, and Atlanta got Sadiq Bay from Detroit. Right. And this is all in the same trade. And uh, Kevin Knox ended up in uh, Portland, uh, perhaps from Atlanta. Uh, no, and, uh, uh, Kevin Knox was supposed to go to the Warriors from Atlanta, but the Warriors flipped into Portland in the Peyton deal. So okay, yeah. And Wiseman uh, moved save the uh, the Warriors 131 million of lux- luxury tax for next season. That is so correct. that was a good thing. And Portland will be punished because they did not disclose the injury of uh, Gary Payton's uh, core injury. They, so. Yeah, they're using the HIPAA law as their uh, no. primary excuse. No, you yeah. can't do that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Um, so, and he's going to be out for about three months. 
But, you know, three months, uh, if the Warriors can advance, that's May, you know, second yeah. round, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, trade will go through, but Portland will be punished in some way, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, let's see, uh, Portland trying to, oh, yeah, that's right, I wrote down about the HIPAA thing, you're right. Okay, yeah. then the last uh, uh, ta- last Tuesday, uh, LeBron did uh, set the scoring record. He scored 38 against Oklahoma City to break a record of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which was 38,388. I guess the next thing on his horizon is seeing if he can get to 40,000. Yep. Um, you know, he will. Oh, yeah, he should. Uh, yeah. the, the replacement, and I'm sure there's more replacements have come in. Replacement for Durant, uh, Zion Williamson and um, Steph Curry were named, and they were Pascal Siakam from Toronto, uh, uh, Diarian uh, Fox from Sacramento, and Anthony Edwards from Minnesota. But now after that, then, uh, you know, Jalen Brown had a collision with Tatum on Wednesday, so that knocked him out, so they'll need to replace him. So there's more to come. You know, I don't know what they're going to do. And, uh, and, of course, they had to replace them based on where they were before. So, like, the replacement for Durant went to the East because right. Durant was in the East when the voting took right. place. Right. Uh, and Joel Embiid will now start as, as be one of the starters and uh, Ja Morant from Memphis and Lowry Markkinen from Utah. And, uh, yep. like I just said, Jalen Brown has a facial fracture. They're fitting him for a mask, and he'll be back after the all, uh, All-Star game. Mm. Yep. And, uh, and remember, remember for the All-Star game this week, they're doing it different. They, they're they picking the players right before the game, and they're going to show it on TV. So, yeah, that's, they're trying to get people to watch it. So, after mm-hmm. Daytona. Uh, yep. yep. Okay. So, uh, that is the NBA stuff that I had. Anybody else got anything? Nope. Okay. So, for baseball, we finally found out what was going on with Howie Rose. And it turns out, and I cannot think of the Marshan, the guy from the New York Post. Who, what's his first name? Andrew. Andrew. Andrew, Andrew Marshan had an article that we were able to read. And uh, thanks to our, our friend Mike Blank, uh, who uh, is in our group and uh, sent it to us. And the thing is, Howie Rose had bladder cancer. And uh, he's recovering. They had to do extensive surgery. They had to take uh, material from his intestine to re- reconfigure a bladder. They had to remove his bladder. So he's uh, been, you know, using tubes and this and that. I mean, he's, he's basically living a normal life now, but with whatever restrictions uh, that causes for him. So that's why he was missing those games. And, uh, you know, uh, it, we figured it was something like that. So yeah, but I he, guess he's, he's going to do back. 125 out of 162 games this Shit. Which is about what he did last year. Yeah. So I think some of his restrictions may have to do with travel time on some of these flights, this and that. So maybe that's why he doesn't want to do as long. So it'll as probably be about the same trips that he missed last year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Probably will. Uh, so, but he's going to be working with Keith Rad. R A A D is his Rod. name. Rod. Rod. Is that how it's pronounced? Yes. Rod. Okay. That's how it's pronounced. And he he will be the number two guy apparently. And he uh, he's been the play, doing the play by play for the Brooklyn Cyclones. Whether their games are online or where, I have no idea. Are they a Mets farm team? Yes. Yes. That's okay. their, I believe it's They're their double. A. I believe it's their double A. Double A. Double A. Okay. And Pat McCarthy will be the number three man and will be helping, I think, to host, as will Brad Heller. And uh, he may help out in the play-by-play. Heller, of course, used to be with Sirius XM, and he's uh, with uh, WCBS. Well, he's still, uh, so he be... still is with, he still is with Westwood yeah. One. Yeah. Oh, is he? Okay. Like, right. like when you listen to those tournament games, Jamal, go ahead and unmute, and we'll get to you in just one second. When you listen to yeah. the tournament games in March – you know, they'll say, hi, this is whoever with whoever. Brad Heller will join us later from the 
You know, I yeah, assume yeah, he'll still. Be, I assume he'll yeah. still be doing that. Jamal, yeah. go ahead. Uh, yeah, you go weren't ahead, you weren't here, Jamal, Hello? but uh, try to make your point as quickly as you can, and we'll try to respond as quickly as we can. Okay, couple couple quick things here. Number one about the Super Bowl. I felt it was a very good Super Bowl. I also felt that the referee crew in this Super Bowl kind of made up for the mistakes they made in the San Francisco uh, Philadelphia game with some of the early missed calls that favored the Eagles. And I would also like to say that next year in the AFC, I'm going to predict it now. Look out for Buffalo. Look out for the Cleveland Browns. And also, why the Cleveland? Why the Cleveland yeah, why Browns? The, yeah, well, why Cleveland? Well, here's why. You got you'll have a healthy Deshaun Watson. You'll be a year away from the year past that suspension. They still have some other talent on that team, and I think that that team is going to do pretty well. That division is going to be hella tough though, because you got, of course, Joe Cool and the Bengals. You have a Steelers team that's kind of emerging, and you don't know what you have in Baltimore. Right. Well, the whole AFC is very tough. I mean, it's yes, so yeah. lopsided for quarterbacks. And you know, if you yeah. had to figure out, like, well, Hurts Hurt would be in the mix, but after right. Hurts, who would you even consider in like, the top eight or ten in the AFC? I mean, it's just I, I'd have to sit down and do it, but it doesn't seem like when you yeah. think of the quarterbacks there, it's just crazy. No, it, also, yeah. right, also, right quick, I wonder if history is repeating itself with the Packers possibly talk, trying to move uh, Rodgers to the Jets. Very possible. Brett Favre and then Brett Favre ultimately end up with the Vikings. I wonder who will ever see Rodgers ultimately in Kenny's career. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The, pro- the problem that the Packers have, though, if they trade, if they do trade um, Rodgers, they better get a quarterback. Yeah, I think so. And I and it turns out Mike White's a free that, agent. I didn't know that, so uh, I didn't they can't yeah, get but, him. But and I don't and I don't think if you get Zach Wilson, I don't think that's going to probably make the Packer fans get get these cool, warm feelings. You know that wow, we have our quarterback now. No. Right? Yeah. No. Okay. All right. And Rick, do you want to make a point about these AFC quarterbacks? I was just going to say that if you listed all the quarterbacks, assuming Rodgers leaves leaves the NFC, then after Hurts, probably the next one you're going to get to in the NFC is is our Cousins. Wow. Yep. That's a yeah. drop. Yep. Yeah. Drop. Okay, Jamal. Good job. Uh, All right. All right. Hugh Darvish signed uh, a a six-year extension for $108 uh, million with uh, San Diego. And he'll he'll be 42 or 3 by the time that contract is over. So, wow. And, by the way, the Padres today signed Michael Waka. 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 That's unfortunate. He he was uh, arguably the Red Sox best starter last year. You know, though, everybody's been yelling at uh, Steve Cohen for how he spends money. How come everybody's not yelling at the Padres? They're doing the same thing, really. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, the Padres owner is the West Coast version of Steve Cohen in baseball. Yeah. Yep, that's right, that's right. And they are making it. It's now official. Although we we said so quite a long time ago on this show and everywhere that they're yep. uh, making it official that the runner on second, the ghost runner, the zombie runner, whatever you want to call him, automatic yep. runner, will be used uh, through the regular season in uh, extra innings. And look at what happened. As soon as they stopped using, it, we had those marathon games with uh, Seattle and with uh, Toronto and you know all that stuff it was crazy but uh, you know but, that, but, that you, was, but you uh, don't think you don't think though that the ghost runner is a problem listen to what the no. commissioner said yesterday uh, about the ghost runner he said I won't have it deciding a postseason game right yeah. mm-hmm. he well, knows he knows it's deciding games correct yeah. 
Well, it's the same, yeah. you know, this this is like we have slightly, it's not real noticeable, but slightly different rules now for the NFL and overtime. We do. We certainly do with hockey, have the yeah. sudden death. And, there's no, you know, there's no shootout. Out. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, to see a shootout like in one of those soccer games that's deciding the world title, you know, it just seems kind of strange to me. Yeah. So, anyway, there are some things that are a little cheesy. This might be a little cheesy. But, you know, I'll tell you what. When I've got to go to work, be, be it, well, I don't have to go anymore, but work the next day. And it's uh, ten thirty, and okay, Red Sox have a runner at second. I'll stay for this and see if they can score so on the road. See if they can score, and if they do, I will, you know, whatever. Because then I'm, I don't want to hear them lose, <laughs> you know. But the thing is, it gives me hope that the game will be over soon. But when you have these, uh, you know, and it's weird on these marathon games, some no nothing pitcher will come in and and have four scoreless things, the best pitching he's ever done in his life, because the players are getting tired. So you know, it's it's there. I, I like marathon games to a certain extent when I have time, but this is kind of okay with me. I think, yeah, the, I think the problem. I think the problem is I would be okay with it. Let them play maybe two or three innings normally, then do it. I, then I think I would even be better with it. But you know, it, it just seems yeah. like and and everything he that this commissioner does, and I mean he's he's about as popular as, as Roger Goodell is. But <laughs> everything he does, I have to cater to the younger audience i have to cater to the young yeah. audience. how, mu- how yeah. much of his fan base though is the alienating by doing that i mean there there That's are right. sadly there are some younger people and uh, we know that younger people like things fast they don't like you know they don't like to do things slowly they don't like to sit for probably more than 45 minutes to an hour or, or what have you but it you just have to kind of understand sometimes when you go to a baseball game sit there and relax and have a beer and Absolutely, no. absolutely. <laughs> and Ted Lerner, the owner of the uh, Washington Nationals, died at 97 uh, years of age. But I assume his family—that—that's who's selling the team, correct? His family, correct. Yeah. yeah. So that is not the new I owner. Think, that, I think I had heard Chris that his son Mark Lerner was actually doing the day-to-day operations anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe his brother is the one that owns the Guardians, if I'm not mistaken, Perry. I oh, think that's correct. Okay, I know the name is Lerner, but that's yeah. maybe not his brother. They're not that close in age because I heard yeah. him and his wife on uh, the, the pregame for the Cleveland, you know, on, on uh, WTAM that morning of their series started, and he sounded pretty young. So I Oh, well, know. they're related in some fashion. Chris. Yeah, I think he could be a nephew or a yeah. son or something. Something like anyway, that. Anyway, all right. Well, we don't know about that. And pitchers and catchers, the Red Sox. Report tomorrow. I assume other teams are either already have or will yep. the next day or two. A lot of them. So. A lot of them will report on Thursday. So yeah, Red Sox and uh, well, the, Red Sox the games will start not this weekend but next weekend because they want to get some games in before the teams lose their players to the WBC. And interestingly right. enough, Pierre sent a uh, message yesterday. The Mets have thirteen players that are playing for some country or another in the well, WBC, yep. and unfortunately. Certainly, if you're a team, you can um, maybe encourage them. We, we really would like you in spring training, but because it's an MLB-sponsored thing, right. you really can't tell it's them we, about you it. can't play in it. You, you can't nope. tell them that. Nope. Okay. So we had a couple of college uh, notes. Any more well, baseball? Minute, before you get out of baseball, yeah. Okay. <laughs> they, yeah. I heard they also, they also clarified when position players can pitch, which I, you know, last 
we talked about this last year. I never realized it was actually, you know, you couldn't do it anytime you want. But yeah. now they're saying, I guess, that, that they'll allow position players to pitch in extra innings. Okay. And they'll allow them to pitch in the ninth inning if you are behind by eight or more runs or ahead by ten or more runs. Okay. And, and I, that's all I heard. So it sounds to me like before the ninth inning, you can't do it at all. No. Well, that's, I wonder what brought all this on. I mean, yeah, I know. I, I did I something. Know. Was there some kind of, do you remember anything, Perry, or any kind of a controversy about, uh, have the players been complaining or is it the, is it uh, other managers feel like it's an embarrassment when they see this happen yeah, when they're that I, far I, behind? I don't know. Yeah. Didn't we yeah. um, didn't we talk about last year one one or two instances where where a team used one when they were only like behind by five runs in the eighth inning or something and we were yep. saying that's kind of weird but we thought maybe they were saving their bullpen for a second game or something yeah maybe that had yeah. something to do with maybe, it yeah. I don't know okay uh, any other uh, baseball no we no go but we're gonna go stuff? to uh, we're gonna go to our second place finisher in our contest. Al, you're already unmuted. So Al from Cleveland, congratulations on second place. Go ahead. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I was not too far behind from Sean, so that's great. Nope, nope. Anyway, uh, Al Lerner is the one that owned the Browns back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Oh, okay. Who, Al, uh, Al, who owns the Cavaliers? Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, is it still Dan? No, it's his, his name. But the baseball Dan, Dan Gilbert. Dan Gilbert. And, but the baseball team is Dolan. Oh, oh, that's right. Dolan. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The other Dolan. Right. The other Dolan. Right. That's right. I forgot about that. Thank you. The Al. other Dolan that doesn't mess up his team like he does with the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> that's correct. I, I was glad I caught you before you guys went off the air. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Al. No, yeah. Thanks, Al. Thanks, Al. That's good. No, Thanks, that's good. One quick thing. I was on hmm? the halftime yeah. show thunk. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're not. You didn't we're, like the halftime. We're not. Yeah. We're, they're not catering to us, Al. You uh, know. Yeah, <laughs> It's not in our demographics, so what? No, I mean, hasn't been a good one since Shania Twain. Yeah, that would that would be okay. Paul McCartney was good, you know, whatever. Uh, The funniest one was they brought out the the eighty year old Motowners. That was (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bruce Springsteen wasn't too bad, you know. Yeah, that'd be okay. Oh, by the way, speaking speaking of Bruce, speaking of Bruce, by the way, Bruce is going to perform at Wrigley Field this summer. Oh, Oh. Somebody the was Unsane saying, on, "Take me out to the ball." Oh, you mean oh, he's doing a concert there, like they concert. do at Fenway? Yeah. Oh, somebody was saying though been... that somebody was saying though yesterday on on uh, Chris Russo's show that Bruce, even at seventy three, still does about a three hour concert. He does. Oh, yeah. He does. I've heard that. I've heard he's that. He known, still does. He's known for doing like three or four hours. Why would you say even at seventy three, Perry? That that's <laughs> you, know, you know that it's impre- that's impressive though because I would think at 70 oh. you know at 73 doing that kind of entertainment you'd want to kind of wind down just a little but oh. you, you give him credit he's at least trying to make sure that his attendees are getting their money's worth that's right yeah. that's great yeah. okay all right the players that are not 73 <laughs> college players okay so sean they uh, we talked last week about the texas oklahoma thing about getting to leave the uh the, the Big 12, uh, and there was uh, Fox was kind of possibly going to delay it, but it didn't happen that way. No, uh, Thursday it broke late late Thursday night. They came out. They came to a deal. Texas and Oklahoma will be allowed to go in 24. Uh, the teams are going to have. I think they're going to have to pay Fox. I think a reported 40 million, and you know they're going to get about 100 million. The two front, the Big 12 is from them, but Fox ha- and also Fox 
what they did. Texas Michigan's game in 24, which was supposed to be here in Austin, is going to be in Ann Arbor, and the game in 27 will be in Austin. So they'll get a Texas game in 24. If Oklahoma schedules any Big 12 teams in 24, they will get those games, and they're going to flip-flop. There's talk that this will be ABC's year for Texas OU. They may flip-flop it and give it to Fox this year since ABC will have it, obviously. So, yeah, that deal is on. They're going July 1st, 24, and they're going to play. Uh, they're talking about the 3-6 format where you'll have your three teams designated rival, and you'll play six teams one year, six teams the next year. And in basketball, you'll have three teams that you'll play two games every year, and then you'll play six the other six, six of the others at home one year and the other six at home, you know, you'll play them all, but you'll play six at home and six on the road each year, rotate. and they'll rotate. So, yeah, yeah, every other year, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah okay. Yeah. And then we had a you know, kind of a, you know, you, you hear about this in high school, but you don't really hear about this in college. Now, maybe we should because it did. I know there's been stories of different things that happened with different teams. I think BU hockey had an issue back in the day, and that's why Jack Parker mm -hmm. left a little earlier than he was going to because it was discovered. Mm -hmm. We had a hazing situation in New Mexico State that suspended their basketball team for uh, the rest of the year and indefinitely now, I guess, Barry. Yes, and we don't know much. We don't know about we don't know about what the incidents were. They didn't say, but um, for this for the team to not even play, that tells you it was pretty serious. Yeah, yeah. So I think that this is something that's gone on, but didn't always get discovered, or that means somebody came forward, or or something happened. But um, you know, the, and I guess the coaches are getting paid while they investigate. Correct. So, yes. You know, and uh, even so though I mean, let's be honest, they weren't going anywhere. They were last no. in the whack, yeah. so they, and they might have yeah. lost in the first day of the tournament. They were anyway. behind Chicago State, if that's yes. what they said. They were behind <laughs> Chicago <laughs> State. But, uh, watch, you'll get another call from Jamal. You got to watch that. <laughs> um, so the, the thing is, uh, we don't have the top twenty-five, but I will tell you one thing that I heard on the UConn game the other day. That last week, this past top twenty-five, because I don't know how it is now because we don't have it, but the NC State it was the first time since December of 82 that they were in the top 25 and Duke and North Carolina were not. The only thing and Alabama's, Alabama's, Alabama's number, number one. one. I do know that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, yeah. So yeah. that's the main the Neither Sean nor I, yeah. nor I got it this week. But we, you know, we'll get it next week. We oh. figured it was, I, my thought was it was going to be a busy show so we, you know, just uh, we'll yeah. get that next week. Yeah, I didn't, but no, yeah. But, but that's yeah. something for Alabama, uh, North Carolina State. Right now they're, I guess, the best of the of the, of the four yeah. teams, right? You know, Duke and North Carolina aren't bad. I would think they'll make yeah. the NCAA. But, no, uh, they'll make some of it. Yeah. The interesting, yeah. Uh, yeah. the interesting more so um, if anybody ever has access to it than the top 25 would be the uh, Ken Palm rankings because that really determines who's getting into the NCAA. Uh, the, the polls really anymore, yeah. they don't really matter. But that Ken Palm, Ken Palm ranking, or Jerry, Jerry, you know, that's what really determines whether you get in is the Ken Palm or the Jeff Sagarin. You know, those are the two. Jeff Sagarin, yeah, that's the other guy. And then who's the uh, sports writer that always uh, has it pretty much, he has almost got it down to a science by the time the tournament. Joe Lenardi is good. Jerry Palm is good. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. But anybody have any, uh, we do a little time, any observations on college basketball or anything uh, going on in college other than that? Um, well, Pierre, Pierre is going to be happy that college baseball starts on Friday. So 
Right. Uh, yes. He'll be able to get away from that basketball stuff and pay attention to baseball. <laughs> yeah. Some yeah. Big series this weekend. Top, oh, that, that's something that should be mentioned. Their top woman uh, basketball player at LSU, who was the number two team, got injured on Sunday in the game against South Carolina, who's number one. And uh, they got blown out. Uh, and then, you know, I don't know how long she's going to be out, but that was too bad for them because, you know, you hate to see things like that. They'll still get in and get a good seed and probably host oh, yeah. the first two yeah. rounds. So Creighton and UConn had a good game the other day. I listened to some of that, and that, that went to overtime, and that's yeah. the two top 25 teams. Creighton won that. Now tonight, they're playing Providence uh, in Providence, so that, that should be a good game because they, yeah, there were actually more top 25s, I realized, uh, l- later on. Uh, we talked about a couple going into Tuesday, but we didn't really have them all by any means. So, uh, you know, I'm sure there's good games all through the week, but uh, Creighton and Providence tonight is one. And uh, you know, uh, let's see. Any any other college? We are only have? we're only, by the way, a couple a uh, couple of weeks away actually from the start of tournament time. Yeah. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, March fourth weekend. March fifth is the March fourth will be the first uh, OVC championship, and March fifth will be the Missouri Valley championship. So, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. March twelfth is Selection Sunday this year. So. Yep. Start That's your countdowns. Right. That's right. So, Robert, you had an NHL note that we now definitely have time to squeeze in. Well, yeah, Vladimir Tarasenko of the St. Louis Blues was traded to the New York Rangers. The Blues got back uh, Sammy Blade. He's a forward, and he used to play for the Blues. And they also got back a minor leaguer and a draft choice. I don't think the St. Louis Blues got enough in return. Uh, um, I don't know why. Now, I don't know where the Blues are in the standings, but... Normally, they're, they're on the outside looking in. If it goes, and I haven't did it done it this week because yeah. we weren't going to, you know, we'll do that yeah. next week. But I, I think they're on the outside looking in, and I think this is their their white flag move. Yeah, uh, well, they they retained half of his salary. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. But uh, the Rangers, in my opinion, got a steal. Also, Patrick Kane came out today and said because he's got a no trade clause in his contract. The only teams he would approve a trade to would be the Toronto Maple Leafs or the New York Rangers. Uh, I find that ironic because Buffalo is quite competitive, and he's from the Buffalo area, but apparently he wants nothing to do with the Sabres. So. Well, but, and he's a Blackhawk. He's an original six guy, you know, yeah. even though he yeah. wasn't born then. Oh. You know, whatever. So anyway. <laughs> um, the original six. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there are other big names that might be moved. And remember, the trade deadline is March 3rd. So That's we'll right. keep you posted when time permits. Yeah, and next week we'll do the NHL because we – I figured this week we, it was their turn, but I figured we better do the NBA because if we talk about all these trades and everything else, and that yeah. that was the big story. Next week is basically the NBA's All-Star, game, uh, All-Star break. And they are basically, when you look at the schedule, they're not playing from Thursday to Thursday. Their yeah, last games are this coming Thursday, and they will be back on right. the 23rd. Yeah, so there'll be nothing new in the NBA other than whatever happens at the All-Star game. And I don't know, we didn't talk about the uh, other All-Star games, but, uh, you know, who knows? Oh, and keep a, keep one thing in mind, guys, for NASCAR fans, the Daytona 500 is this yep. week. And, and it starts on Thursday, starts yeah. on Thursday with the duels, and then yeah. goes all through weekend. And maybe we'll have an update from Colby next week. But I got some other odds and ends also. You got well, uh, uh, Also, a couple Daytona. other NASCAR notes. This will be the last year for uh, uh, Kevin. Uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Kevin Harvick. This will be his last year of driving. And Kyle Busch has announced. He's going to do the uh, the double race. He's going to do the Indianapolis 500 and the Coca-Cola 600 on the same day. So where is that? Where's the Coca-Cola? Uh, in uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Charlotte. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah, and okay. A couple other right. odds and ends. Uh, all right, yep. the XFL re- the XFL yep. returns this weekend, uh, of right. course, and they got their teams are in Houston, the Houston Roughnecks, the San Antonio Brahmas, the Arlington Renegades, not the Dallas Renegades, but the Arlington Renegades, the Vegas Vipers, the Seattle Sea Dragons, the St. Louis Battlehawks, the DC Defenders, and the Orlando team. The name escapes me, and their games are going to be ABC, ESPN, and FX. So that's all the networks owned by Disney. They got that. So they start, and also a a high school basketball game in Oklahoma. Sean, before you go to the high school basketball game, are they are they? Playing at home fields this year, or are we playing yes, in uh, X- Birmingham? No, no, X- XFL is home. That was the USFL that played in Birmingham. They start in April, so right when the XFL finishes, you get the USFL. But XFL played. They played when. Remember when they went to COVID? When they were playing at home stadium, yeah, like they had twenty three to four weeks before it went to COVID. Yeah, and they, and they were actually drawing well, but the USFL is the one that played in Birmingham. But I've heard they're going to play in home stadiums this year, but I don't know. But yeah, another quick, like I said, we had a, bi- a bas- high school basketball game in Oklahoma. The score was four to two. Oofed. No shot clock. No shot clock. No shot clock. Yeah, but anyway, uh, anybody else? Any other odds and ends before I you know, finish and, on to that? And, and you know, we've had um, games over the past month or two. You he, you know, you still see teams scoring in the teens and the twenties. It's like, gosh, there's a shot clock. We should be able to score higher than that. Mm-hmm. But four. Oh, there was a very man. prominent. Steeler who died, and I should mention him, a Pittsburgh athlete all around. He was involved with the Penguins, and the and uh, you know played for Pitt. He was a running back, then became a defensive back for the Steelers before their glory years. So that's why he's not as well known. And then he was in the Penguins front office and involved with the Steelers. Uh, general manager of the Pittsburgh Maulers, Paul Martha, and I remember that name oh, when yeah. I was you know a kid. And uh, he you know would uh, not just with the Steelers, but I remember with Pitt when they played DC once in a while. Him and Mike Ditka were their two big players. So he died this week. So we should mention him. So, did, so did Conrad Dober. Yes, he did. Conrad yeah. Dober, 72, uh, reputedly the dir- dirtiest, dirtiest player in the NFL of his time. <laughs> yep. yep. No. So, and, uh, you know, who was, who was the guy who used to be the color man on, on CB? Uh, Dan Deardorff. Played Dan Deardorff, yeah. A really nice guy. Uh, but yeah. He was, he was, <laughs> Conrad was not a nice guy, Dan Deardorff was. No. Yeah. So, anyway. Any, I, I don't know. Anything, uh, Sean, do you want to, uh, let's see, where are we? I got 55. Uh, we do have a so call. We do just, have a call. So oh, we got a call? Okay, that'll if work. you want to yeah, unmute, quickly. go quickly, and we'll go quickly and see how it goes. Go ahead. Just wanted to let you guys know, if you didn't already know it, Chad Henney retired. Oh, I did see that on Sunday night. But, yes, Chad Henney is retiring, the backup quarterback for the Chiefs. Oh, okay. That was the famous Pam Francis, by the way, for those of you who uh, wanted to know who that was. Because, you know, we always like to identify our mystery guests. So uh, that's good. But, no, Chad Henney, well, he had his big claim to fame. I mean, when you drive a team down in a playoff game like he did, uh, you know, that's he put that – he didn't do much in the league. But, you know, he could put that in in his uh, laurels and say, you know, I was able to do that. And that was was pretty cool. He also had a big fourth down pass or a first down in the playoff game against Cleveland a couple of years ago. That's correct. Oh, when, yeah. Okay. When Mahomes was out. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, anyway. All right. Well, Sean, if well, you want to do a little bit of a re- leisurely wrap-up, I guess, for a minute or so. <laughs> oh. 
Well, folks, uh, if you want to go back and hear this podcast again, or if you want to go back and listen to last week, remember, you can get it, uh, legendoldies.com, or type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher, or uh, tell your smart speaker to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts, or uh, also uh, go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. Check that out. Uh, and if you want to leave us comments, Sports Lounge at allthingsradio.net, or 800 693-0595, option two. But those of you that are listening live, you need to stay tuned. The premiere of Book Talk comes right as soon as we wrap up and take a commercial break, or, well, not commercial break, but a break for some uh, promos with the legendary Jenny Sparks and award-winning book reviewer Nolan Crabb. And that will be coming soon to podcasts also. So, And we will be back next week and until then, good luck with Book Talk, everybody. Stay tuned. It's going to be a great show, and we will see you next week. Recording stopped.